I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition. We're back with another episode of the MYFB podcast. And today, listen, when you, we always say energy meets this level. And I've definitely feel this brother has been a kindred spirit since I met him. Uh, definitely a go-getter. Um, motivated, ambitious individual in his own right, and he don't stop, right? So without further ado, my main man, Darcy, what's going on, man? Yo, 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 appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for having me on, bro. Uh, shout out to you, bro, with, with creating your podcast, bro, and jumping on that and getting to work, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, men like us, bro, especially that come from where we come from, bro, it's important for us to have a voice, bro, for people to hear what we have to say, bro, especially with how we think and, and, and what we're trying to contribute to society, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever it is in you that, that got you to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this, bro. I'm happy that that happened for you, bro, and and, and just keep putting in the work, bro, and everything just going to keep taking off how it's supposed to, bro. Nah, most definitely, most definitely. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. And you know, right back at you. I've always seen you do your thing. You had your podcast. And one of the things that I I took from you and I heard you say is you don't record unless you feel like you're in the right space to record. Um, I remember the answer that you gave me at the time, but it was very poignant. It was very um, prolific. And it made me think that, you know, not that you was waiting to feel good but you was waiting for the energy and for everything to be in the right place and your heart to be in the right place so that you conveyed the correct message is that the case uh share share a little bit about that with us yeah because you know uh you know even with me telling you that bro you know making sure that because like they say, bro, the, t- the tongue is a powerful weapon, you know, and it's all about how you use it. You know, you can use your you can use your tongue and you can speak great things into creation and empower people and feed them with things that they need. Or you can bring harmful things to society or uh, say things in a way that um, people can't receive it in a way that you would want them to receive it. You know what I'm saying? And so the biggest thing for me, um, when I started a podcast, I wanted to make sure that um, one, that I treated it like an art. You know, I treated it like a craft that I I didn't limit myself in that. I practiced just the artistic ability of getting on and bringing something into creation using my voice. Right. But that, that um, whenever I did that, that I didn't take it for granted and that I understood that, you know, when I speak, um, I'm building my credibility with people, right? You know, I'm building that identity that people are supposed to take from me. So if I don't build that identity in a way that aligns with what I feel my purpose is and me doing it, then I never help people to truly get that value out of what I'm trying to get across and what I'm saying. And I never get the true value of knowing, okay, here's what's in you. And you were able to put this out into the mic and give it to people and feed it to their spirit, feed them, feed it to them in a way that's going to bring value to them. So I try to make sure that I, I just have substance around that, um, you know, when I'm making content and that kind of helps me to be able to jump on the mic. And, and sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I don't really plan out what I'm going to say. Um, right. But I try to make sure that I, at least I have some substance around that. And I feel that keeps me on the straight and narrow um, in terms of content. Nice, nice. So, so far, I think we've put a, a nice little highlight on communication and, you know, utilizing our communication to o- overall just be successful in life. And I bring that up to start giving people a little bit of a background into you as a guest and, you know, where you come from and how, what you've achieved. Um from Brooklyn, New York, college graduate, which, you know, it's not like we be rushing to go to college. Right? Yeah. I bet you like me, you know, more brothers from high school that was like, nah, I ain't fucking with that college thing. Right. Fact. Shit. I'm, I'm pretty decent. I've gotten pretty far in life and I'll be like, I ain't fucking with that college thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, that, uh, yeah. So there's that. And then um, going into corporate, which being another brother that has made it in the corporate, I could tell people listening, it's a whole nother beast. Um, you talk about, you know, coming from, let's say you was a, a, a swamp animal and then you jumped into land. That's what it feels moving from, you know, being in the hood and then going to corporate. Right. Yeah. It's being from where we're from and, and the politics of where we're from and how you move and you operate. And then you go to corporate. Uh, I think people have heard enough about me hyping this up. 
Uh, but share a little bit about that. What was that transition like? Um, and what, what are some of the differences that you noticed? I mean, especially coming out of Brooklyn, bro, you know, you coming out, coming out the projects, you know, I was born and raised Brownsville, Brooklyn, uh, Van Dyke projects, you know, you, and especially being a first generation college graduate, um, it's like you, you starting from nothing. Right. And for me, my whole thing was understanding that, like I had a vision in my head that I could be a leader for a company, you know, whether it's my own company or stepping into these, these corporate, these corporate companies and, and being a leader, I, I had that vision for myself at a young age and I wasn't sure how I was going to get there, but I knew if I stayed on a straight and narrow and I built the right habits for myself, something would happen. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of the times it's so easy to get caught up on worrying about your future and what's going to happen that you kind of uh, focus on that and you start to get worried, you start to get concerned and you talk yourself out of doing what you're supposed to do to even get to that point because there's so much doubt and uncertainty that comes with it. And so for me, uh, from a transition standpoint, my main focus coming out of Brooklyn and getting to where I am now was just to maximize every opportunity I had in front of me. You know what I'm saying? It was as simple as that, to leave no stone unturned. Whatever situation I walked into, whether it was school, whether it was a, 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 a internship or anything in between, whatever it was that I put myself in position to try to maximize that opportunity. So that way, if I had to walk away from that, that I didn't have any regrets and that I know that I, I gave myself to that process, you know, and that I put in the work to do that. Right. Um, you know, I definitely relate to that. And there's a certain amount of, you know, I, I've said this almost multiple times now, like there's a certain amount of when you come from what seems like nothing, and you realize, like, you start becoming aware, like, oh, shit, I don't got much. When you're given an opportunity, you you really work with that opportunity. You, you really work it and squeeze the juice out of it. And what that has turned into is whenever I have seen brothers go into corporate America or work for a company, they do extremely well, right? <laughs> um. You know, so much so a friend of mine has been talking that shit about, you know, man, I don't want to work for nobody. I want to execute no, on nobody's dream. But, you know, he finally got over that hump, went out there, he got a job. Um, and within a very short amount of time, he's looking at a promotion and it's a leadership promotion. So I'm not saying that like and people know me, I'm not saying jobs are the best thing in the world. I'm not saying, you know, businesses are the best thing. I'm just saying objectively speaking. There's something to be said. There's something objectively in you that's valuable when we talk about you show up and you're looking at a promotion right away or people are seeing the value in your work. And one thing I'll say, bro, especially when you coming from nothing and you get to working for these companies, whether it's a bigger company or a smaller company or whatever, you look at it and you compare it to your life. You know what I'm saying? Every situation that I'm in, it don't matter what it is, whether it's work related, content related, whatever. I always compare it to my life and, and see what lessons I can take from a life standpoint and apply it to that to make me go harder. And so when I look at working for these companies, I look at it as an investment in myself, because if you can't go hard at something um, if you feel like everything has to 100% benefit you to go hard at it, you never build the right habits in your life day to day to just go hard shit just cause. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really want to propel in life, you have to build the habit and that way with all to say, you know what, regardless of what situation, regardless of how this benefits me, I'm going to give everything that I have in me because this is going to help me long term. Right. You know, I looked at different situations in my life, even going to school, you know, going to college. You don't know if things are going to pan out, if you're going to get the job that you want when you get out of school. You may not even know what you want to do. But if you built the right habits and the right work ethic to propel yourself through at that time, you're going to you're going to do well in whatever situation you work into because you built the right initial habits for yourself. And so when I look at working for these companies, I look at, OK, what is my purpose in doing this and how does this contribute to me developing my gifts and my talents? Right. And when I start to ask that and I see the correlation and I see, OK, hey, at the end of the day, this is business. When you get a, a view into these bigger businesses and you get a view into their core processes and their core areas and how everything functions, you understand that when you start your own business, the level of detail and severity that you have to have behind driving that growth. If you ever want your business to get to that level. I'm glad you, know that you said that. 
I'm very glad that you said that because that's exactly what I took from it, right? We, uh, we're about to come up on the two-year anniversary of my business. And what happened was we had technological processes. We had to go back through. And there's a lot of things that are in play in my business that people wouldn't believe is in play um, because I had these years in corporate and I see how they move behind the scenes. Exactly. I've seen how, you know, you might be thinking about 2021 and 2022 in your business, mm-hmm. but these guys are only talking to the company about the year ahead, right? Mm-hmm. It, while you're in the year, you you barely talk about that year besides whether or not your stuff is on par. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the year from a perspective of making sure that you're set up from the year ahead. So you're in 2021 talking about 2023 with the company, but their forecasts are five, 10 years out already. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, And having the chance to really see those things and going, okay, when I do this, I got to make sure that I'm a year route. Exactly. And when I've neglected those principles, I'm it, I've seen how it makes you look, um, it makes you look disorganized. Yeah. Right. So there's that, but I definitely wanted to talk to you about this piece, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to bring it up. You don't need college to be successful. I think that uh, what, what brings success is a body of work and being able to display that body of work. Right. Um, I think college does give people an opportunity to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does give people the opportunity to learn uh, how to present a body of work in a specific audience or a specific uh, industry, rather. But I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for sure, I would say even with me, bro, like. I never went into school with the mindset that this was going to get me a job. Mm. I went in, I went in with the mindset that, hey, this is a this is one one thing that I feel like we neglect is we all we're already put on a pathway to go to school, right? It's it's when you make the the, the decision to deviate from that pathway that okay, now you have to make other other decisions in your life. It's clear cut with the pathway, right? It's right. middle school, high school, college, and then you're supposed to work for a company. That's the overall holistic view of it. But I never looked at college and said this is what is going to dictate my success. I never put too much value on a degree. I looked at college as this is four years or however long it takes you to finish. Mm-hmm. This is four years of my life that I got to figure out how to maximize outside of school. Right. And that helped me to be successful when I graduated, right? I wasn't sitting on my ass some four years thinking that piece of paper was going to do something for me. I was, I used that avenue to network and, and get into areas with these companies so I could get internships and get in the door and they're willing to pay me to learn what the fuck they do, right? And so when you get those internships and those different experiences, you kind of pinpoint, okay, you learn a little bit, but you also get an idea, okay, what is it that I want to do for myself? Or how can, how can I use this opportunity that I have in front of me to drive more? And so I leveraged those internships while I was in school. And when I got out of school, I never mentioned my degree when I did interviews. Mm. Understood. I'm going. I'm in competition with kids who the grads. I went to. I went to one of the lowest ranked colleges in America, and you wouldn't know unless you asked me, or unless you you bothered looked up looking up the school that I went to. My I went to an HBCU that was on the verge of being closed down. Uh, a couple years before I went there, low graduation rate, but I wasn't concerned about that because I know I didn't have money saved up for me to get into school. So I'm like, shit. I'm gonna take what I'm gonna. I'm gonna go where I'm getting scholarship money at, and I'm gonna worry about the rest later. You executed your plan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to stick with this. I feel good about this. But when I graduated and I went into interview for different companies, I I never mentioned my degree. I didn't even mention with school. You know, they know about that. If they want to research and look it up, they can look it up beforehand. I went in there and sold myself about my habits that I built for myself, how I feel I can, how I can attribute value, right? Why the hell would somebody want to pay you for something? This goes for anything outside of school, business, any, why would somebody pay you for something if you cannot explain how what they're paying for brings value to them? So to me, I always, right? That's the core of it right there. So I, I always marketed my value and my work ethic and my ability to think outside the box and to take what I know and figure out what it is that I don't know. So I, so I have a holistic understanding and that's all I market. That's whenever I interview for a company, they don't even ask me about my education. 
They know you got you because they know right. going to college doesn't mean you're smart. There's plenty of dumb motherfuckers with degrees. They, they really think that you smart for ending up in an interview. Believe it or not. A lot of people don't know that. They yeah. think you're smart for ending up in the interview. I'm going to tell people a, a secret about getting jobs right now is that you said it a couple of different times, but mm-hmm. getting a job is not about interviewing and resumes. It's about marketing. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing how to market yourself properly. Right? Like you said, you talk about the, the skills that you've developed. I've always, I talked about my strengths and I describe it like it's a superpower. I tell people, listen, what I was known for in the military is give, being given a piece of technology in a short amount of time and mastering it well enough so that people don't die. Exactly. That's hundred. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's a hundred percent true. You can't argue with me on this. If you sit me down in front of a piece of technology, I'm going to read all of the shit. Right. All of the boring things that people don't want to read. I go read that. Exactly. All of the things that they be, they'll say, OK, well, I don't understand. I'll go open up another window and research that. Right. I'm not saying it makes me better than anyone. What I'm saying is that that is a skill that has made me a lot of fucking money. Yeah, bro. It's the intangibles, bro. And people don't understand that, bro. They don't they don't understand that. It's really the intangible. And, 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 and how I look at it, bro, is men that's coming from what we coming from, that that come from what we come from, bro, mm-hmm. already built these habits in other areas where we were forced to do these things. Or we, right. we it's either sink or swim if we don't do these things. So when you get in a situation where things are easier, you food having food on your table and different things is not at stake. You like, man, this is easy. This right. ain't in comparison to what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? But people who haven't built those habits for themselves and don't understand these things to them, it's hard work. It's it's realizing people say all the time they don't want to do politics, but every time you look at their life, they're doing politics in some arena or the other. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, you might say, oh, I don't want to do politics. But if you grew up in Brooklyn at the time when we was coming up, you understand this set don't mess with that set. So you don't wear certain colors around these people. You understand all of this stuff, right? That's the same thing. When you go into corporate, you're going to start realizing that they got a boss and that dude, like, and when I say boss, he's somebody with a little bit of power, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just using general terms. It might be a manager. It might be a she who gives a shit. Mm -hmm. You realize they got a little quirk. Mm -hmm. You see that they just went off on somebody for, for coming to them about some last minute shit. I really had a a, a director that was like this. Mm-hmm. He, he straight up will curse somebody out if they come to his office over something that's last minute, not scheduled. He didn't receive an email, a heads up. Yo, you get fired on, right? Mm-hmm. So I watched him go off on, you know, like real senior people for this. Okay. Right? People started realizing, like, oh, how come you never have problems with so-and-so? Because I paid attention to his boundaries and I sent him an email before I walk over there to his desk. Simple. <laughs> if I if I just walk up to his desk, the first thing out of my mouth is, listen, I understand that this is last minute, but I wouldn't come to you if it wasn't urgent. And he started to develop a level of respect for me because he understood that when I was stepping into the line of fire, I was doing that purposefully and with intent y'all was just coming to this man with whatever and he's like fuck out of here with your nonsense yeah oh yeah you know what i'm saying it's and bro yeah it's it's like you know what i'm saying i look at a lot of sh- a lot of th- skills that we develop and, I, and i'm gonna call them skills you know growing up in brooklyn bro you you understand the strategy and game behind anything you and you got to learn how to play that game even if you're not directly involved in it you got to observe things you know what i'm saying understanding of it and figure out how to navigate your way through that to get where you trying to go. You know what I'm saying? That's like being in a hood. You trying to make it out the hood. The hood in your mind is not your end result, but it's your current circumstance. So you got to figure out, okay, how do I take where I'm trying to go and where I'm at? And how do I bridge the gap to get there? What do I need to get me on that pathway to get to where I'm trying to go? And so you take your current circumstance, you learn what you need to learn, you maximize it and you, you drive results from there. Things work in your favor when you maximize what's in front of you. you right. know what I'm like, I looked at situations and I'm like, look, I always had in my mind that I was starting from nothing. 
even if I wasn't in any situation, I'm, I, I got that underdog mindset because it's like, that's what's going to help you to push yourself. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, sometimes you're not, you're not an underdog. Some, at some point, if you're doing the right things for yourself, you're going to get to a point in your life where it's going to be harder for you to get yourself to, to get in that mindset because you are in better positions organically because you work to get there. So now it's like, now you got to figure out how to reinvent the wheel and figure out how can I keep pushing myself? How can I find different ways to motivate myself and build different habits that are going to help me? Because the person that I am today is not going to be good enough for who I need to be next week. So it's like, oh, okay, I got to constantly reinvent this wheel. And it's a struggle as you get to different levels in your life and different situations. Life happens, you know what I'm saying? Life is long. You know what I'm saying? Right. We niggas in their 20s and 30s and different things of that sort. You not really realize you got so much life to live. Listen, I, I once had to sit down with a 90-something-year-old man that was still talking about organizations for revolutions and all sorts of something. Stuff. <laughs> and it wasn't like he was about to fall apart 90-something years old. That man shook my hand strong. You get what I'm saying? So like you said, life is long. And you said something that I thought was very important, right? That we definitely got to highlight. And that is you have to be able to reinvent the wheel. You have to be able to change where your goals are and just expand them a bit further, right? It, listen, I'll be real with y'all. I got a little bit depressed after a while, after I hit certain metrics. Once I, I was depressed making about my, my $200,000 a year. Uh, that started hitting me with a little bit of depression because it was like, I right, what's next? What's next? You start feeling antsy, like, like what's next? And it's not a greed thing. It's a, this ain't enough to do all of the things that I intended to do. And not only is it not enough to do all of the things that I intended to do as far as helping people and what I, I plan to do with business and all of that, the amount of time that these people are asking me for, this is inefficient. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it starts to become, I, I, I have to start to ask myself, okay, if I was going to do this on my own, how would I do it? Stop complaining and create the plan. Stop complaining and create the plan. Mm-hmm. So this is where now I've taken all of my corporate skills, all of my discipline, all of my technology experience from cybersecurity and applying that to becoming a marketer and being a technical marketer, man, stuff clicks, right? Mm-hmm. It's a media application because I've had two years of building a digital business. So I completely agree. And once you figure out where those things are, you got to make sure you leave the door open for somebody else. So I say all that to now say you have your podcast, um, you know, we talk about, you know, you making content and you have an intent behind that content. Is there any um, intent around making a content marketing business or working on a content production business? So for me, I mean, yeah, I feel like I haven't really, even with my podcast, bro, like I don't feel like I've, I don't I, I feel like I haven't even touched the the surface of, uh, of the potential of what I can do with, with my voice, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, feel like I haven't scratched that potential. And sometimes I think um, I think I may have uh, at times even ran from um, using my gifts, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think when you start to get a certain level of understanding in your life about who you are and what you can contribute. Um, sometimes that weight of what that is can be overwhelming because you deal with the weight of, okay, am I living below my potential? Um, and if I am, how do I push myself to that next level or ascend to a level that I've never hit before in my life to, to have a greater impact? Um, and so when I look at my content, bro, you know, I haven't been as consistent with it. You know what I'm saying? I had, when I first started out and, I was really on a roll in different things like that. And then, you know, when you go through different life phases and different things happen, you learn and you start to understand how well, how locked in you are with what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm looking at my content now and I'm trying to figure out, okay, I have a vision for myself in terms of what I want to do. I want to expand more to YouTube because I think what, 
it's a huge reach on there, huge platform and the opportunity for income. But I haven't been consistent enough to build the right habits in terms of my setup and different things that I sought to get to that point. And it's like, nothing's, nothing's actually stopping me, right? I can come home and do it. I just haven't done it. You know what I'm saying? And I've, what I've realized with myself, I got to a place of comfort in my life, a, a place of comfort that I didn't have before, bro. And there's another piece though. Mm -hmm. There's another piece, right? Because I, I don't, I don't want you to fall into this trap. And this is the trap that I, I fell into. Mm -hmm. and, you know, before I say all of this, because we from the same place, I'm going to have the conversation. Like we had a conversation. So best yeah. believe, like, I'm not sunning you or nothing. I'm just giving you the experience. I, 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 I respect your wisdom, bro. So I listen. Nah, but you know, I got to say it because of who we know that's going to listen. No, we good. I already know, bro. We All good. Right. So what occurs, right, with brothers like us is we get into these environments and we not working for these companies. Mm -hmm. We not shy about that at all. Mm -hmm. We're very intentional about working for ourselves. But what also happens is we can get into a mode of overworking ourselves and we we're not working as smart. Right. So mm -hmm. what I'm going to break down for you is a content repurposing strategy. So you could be a little bit more consistent through automation because let's be real, bro. You got shit to do. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like, I've started treating this uh, Instagram thing. Like I like to come on here. I'd like to engage more because that's what they tell you is important. Right? Yeah. But so let me automate these posts. Mm -hmm. Right. And let me then come back and talk to the people who are engaging with the content that I put out. Or let me talk to the people that are putting out the content that I like. Mm -hmm. But every time I speak and open up my mouth, let me make sure that something valuable is being said or done. Absolutely. Right. So how I did that is you have a tool. So you have the podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. If you take the podcast and you upload it to a transcription or uh, transcription software. So I use Otter AI. There's another one called Descript. Um, something like that. It'll pull out the transcripts. Mm -hmm. So now you can upload the transcripts. And I think, boom, you've already raised the um, ways that somebody can interact with your podcast because you can upload those directly to uh, wherever you upload the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But that also gives you another aspect. You can now pull out quotes from your podcast transcript. Mm -hmm. And when you pull out those quotes, you can put those quotes into graphics. Yeah, I see you. I see you upload them. You when you have different guests on there, I see you quote. Yeah, for sure. So, bro, right. I think for me, bro, I saw like, especially when I started out, like, I mean, I didn't have you on IG at the time when I first started my podcast, bro, but my interaction, like I was actually live streaming to IG, live streaming to Facebook. People could mm -hmm. do call-ins and talk to me and different things like that. But bro, I just, I just fell off, bro. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, it wasn't a specific reason. You know, you got different things that, that come into play with life, you know, that causes you, I had the whole pandemic and different things like that. I was working from home at the time. So I had a lot more time to put toward that. But even then there's no excuse. I'm not doing anything that's crazy hard at work that prevents me that if I wanted to take two to three hours out the day to focus on my shit, I could do that. But let me ask you that. So what are you passionate about? You get what I'm saying? Because what, what makes this podcast so easy is I get on here and regardless of the guests, I know you've had some interaction with business. So I want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. So now yeah. because we're talking about this concept of entrepreneurship, how it comes into play with your lifestyle and your family. And because I know this is something that I've studied. And we can bring in some other things that I've studied because I study a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We're just always talking about whatever I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. right? So if you feel yeah. that way, it also changes the way that you interact with it. Cause now this is something that you like to do. Yeah. Like, for example, I've been trying to tell brothers back home, like somebody got to create a podcast where they just review whatever weed that they smoke it. Yeah, like on like you, yeah. Because when I go on YouTube, I, I look up the different, I look up different, uh, you know, whatever, different strains, or whatever, and just read up on it, look up on it. You know what I'm saying? So to me, yeah, that makes sense. I, bro, for me, honestly, bro, I don't even think it's 
I don't even think it's a lack of passion, bro. It's just, mm. it's just laziness, bro. Mm. That's, that's, that's all it is, bro. Getting home and thinking about doing something and choosing not to do it or putting it off to say, I'm gonna wait till I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. Or I'm gonna wait till this day. You know what I'm saying? So really just creating excuses for myself because I know I have the avenue and the place to do it. And now like I've gotten back to a shell of trying to build out some consistency and really getting my shit right. Like I had some technical issues with my equipment. Um, and then I think I allowed that to give me the leeway to not be as consistent with my, with my content because I needed to get this figured out. I needed to do this. And it's like, bro, are you putting in the hours to figure the stuff out that you saying is preventing you from doing it? Right. But you know, and these, this, these are things that you gotta be honest with yourself about. Um, if you say you want to get better, then this isn't anything. You got to be honest with yourself about it, whether you're building the right habits that are conducive toward getting you to where you want to go. And so at the end of the day, sometimes it's just knocking that laziness off and getting off your ass and getting at it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I could respect that. Yeah. I definitely respect you saying that that's just what it is. Yeah, bro. It's, it's nothing. It's not even a lack of passion. It, it, it's not even that for me. It's just I was just being lazy, bro. Having the opportunity again uh, home. At putting in my mind that I'm tired mm. so I want to go and take a nap or the game is coming on so I want to go and watch the next game and then after that I don't feel like setting up my equipment I don't feel like and it's like bro you've been doing this before you've done this all your life but you've gotten to a certain place of comfort and that's what I realized it was bro I just got comfortable I felt like coming out of Brooklyn like my first baseline in my head was I'm 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 gonna land a good career, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, and that takes years to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta go from middle school to high school to college, and then after that, hope you get what you're looking for. And even they, that's just getting your foot in the door. You still gotta move up and make extra things happen to build that credibility for your career. And so for me, I felt like I had put in a lot of extra hours and work. Like, bro, I look at myself, bro. When I was back in Brooklyn, bro. Growing up in the house with my mother, I, my mother, my two sisters, my father lived in Queens. Mm-hmm. Father, my father was separated, bro. I used to get home and, and I used to be just grinding all day, bro. I had, I was working on business plans for businesses that I never even brought into creation, but I just needed to keep myself fueled and motivated. These were things that I was pushing myself and I, I built a lot of habits for myself. And as I went through, as, as I transitioned to different phases of my life, those habits changed for me. And now it's like I find myself needing to get back to some of those habits, but reinvent and improve them to help me for where I'm at now. And it's like I've I've I haven't been in that space of comfort, even though I've been in my career like I just recently got in a space of comfort in the past two years, I should say. So let's talk about it, Mm because you know what? The same exact thing happened to me. And I'll tell you what it is. I don't think it's laziness for you. I'm not trying to give you the, the lack of accountability. Many perspectives that look. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a varying perspective. You so fucking talented, right? And you play with possibilities so much of what you could be good at. And you know, you'd be good at whatever the fuck you touch. Bro. You're just unimpressed with everything. And you haven't found something big enough to dedicate yourself to, bro. bro. Bro, me and my me and my bro was just talking about this shit, and you said this shit is, bro, because, and that's the thing, bro. When you understand, you can jump on something, and you can figure out a way or how to be successful with it. Because that's what I've had to do my whole life. Coming, life, you're right, bro. You pick something up, and you like, man, I can do this shit. There's right. no question after this. I know, I, I know, I could do this. So I know I could do this. And you see so many things in life. And you like, you see other people doing it and you like, well, if they could do it, I know I damn well can do it. But I, I feel like for me, bro, I, I, what I, what I did, like, bro, I used to, I used to DJ. I used to play the drums. Like it was so many different hobbies and different things that I would venture out and explore and do, bro. And I feel like my podcast was the last thing to where I really put myself out there and started just focusing on a craft and treating things more like an art and getting back to just, doing things that I feel I can be passionate about and see value in. And I haven't explored that enough further. You know what I'm saying? And so I have to tap into these things more, bro. To, Cause I, like, I, I, I get, I'm on a pathway of, because I see the, I, I touch myself with my own content t- sometimes, bro. Mm-hmm. I 
record something and I won't, I'll either say, you know what? I could tell it was good when I recorded it. So I don't even need to go and listen to it. I'm going to just put this shit up and I'll listen to it once I put it up. I know, I know, you know what I'm saying? I did good with this. Um, and then other times I look at myself and I'm like, I don't feel like doing shit. I, and, and, and it's like for me, bro, when I, when I, with my podcast, I, I I feel good about when I when I set my equipment up to sit down and do it, I feel good. But it's that it's that time before where I have to push myself to go and do it that I don't be wanting to do it. And that that's the laziness part of it for me. But also what you're saying too, bro. I haven't explored enough things that I'm truly interested in, bro. Like I, I put stuff in my mind and I just I, I put it to the side, bro. Right. Because you you also looking at what's important, right? Like Mm-hmm. For so long, right, and this was my thing. For so long, getting the bag was the biggest goal. Mm-hmm. And when I got the bag, it started being like, what's next? What's next? What's next? I started getting that success anxiety again, and it started feeling like I was 21 with nothing. Bro. So Facts right now. So, bro, I got a whole piece. Like, I could tell you. I was up 1 a.m., 21 years old. Like, I don't got nothing, and this ain't going to be the way it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, this ain't going to be life. Like, and I'm crying, tears in my eyes. I'm letting myself have it. Like, yeah. nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to achieve greatness. I'm going to manifest this greatness. So yeah. when I was coming from that place, and then I returned there, but now I'm, I'm in that mindset with six figures, Right. I'm in that mindset and I got a spare couple of thousand every fucking check. Right. I'm in that mindset and now I'm seeing big fucking checks, bro. Like I'm one time, you know, when I was working my contract, you got you get paid based off of invoices. So they stacked the invoice and paid me late. And now I'm looking at a twenty four thousand dollar check. Exactly. Getting that bag in. Right. And. But now it's like, I got it, but it's hollow because I'm not doing nothing with it. Bro. Right? So now it's like, okay, then I started focusing on the business. Right? And this is where it really starts to make sense, bro, because you got to pick who you serving. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I'm not talking about God. I'm saying pick who you going to serve as a leader on earth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because... Yeah. If I don't come out here and I don't pour value, I feel like all of these things that I've accomplished have been for nothing. It means nothing. Right. You're not giving it away. Right. So that's where it comes now to, bro, you you have an aspect to you that I don't have because, you know, I cuss. So Mm -hmm. I got to talk to some adults. Right. Mm -hmm. I got to talk to grown people and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? You're doing bullshit. Right. Like, that's how the fuck I want to talk. But. It's money to be made, make uh going to schools and talking to kids, bro. Is that something you would be interested in? Bro, it's this the thing, bro. You know what's so funny, bro? When I started my podcast, that was one of the my biggest focuses, bro. Like I had got involved um with a a, a youth mentoring program out here. I just randomly just Google. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to do more. Um, and bro, I still have visions of that, bro. I just haven't done it, you know, um, with the pandemic. Schools getting closed. Like I was sort a uh, uh, shorty that I was talking to at the time. She was talking to her teacher to get me in there to talk to kids, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna do it. And everything followed happened with the pandemic. Schools got closed down. Different things that I saw, and I put it on the back burner, bro. This, honestly, bro, the reality is, I know what I'm supposed to do, bro. Mm. I think for me, bro. I feel like part of me that uh, it's a certain weight that I feel like I carry with myself, bro, with feeling like if I understand what I understand and I know what I know and I think what I think, this makes me question like there's something way bigger in life that I'm supposed to be doing than what I'm doing now and and, and it's unimaginable. And Mm -hmm. I hope that and I hope that I can push past the human fear of emotion, bro. To push myself to just say fuck it in these areas where I need to say fuck it to go and do it. 
I was just about to say that's all you need to do. But bro, that's all it is. Right. And I haven't had that wherewithal to push to that next level, bro. Can I can I give you some real advice that Absolutely. most people would disagree with, right? You you deserve this moment of rest. Bro, you deserve this moment of rest. Right? Because I, I know how hard you hustled to get where you at. That's what, bro. And you don't, you never experienced that comfort, bro. Right. So if you don't experience the comfort, right, you got to experience it. And then you'll start to feel, you'll start to feel when the time is coming to, to stand back up. But mm-hmm. you got to experience the comfort, bro. Because if not, it'll burn you out. Bro. You know and that's what the comfort that you experiencing right now is the universe saying thank you for the work that you've already done. Mm-hmm. Now you got to decide, you know what, if I want more comfort, if I want more luxurious things, I just got to give the universe a little bit more. Yeah. And keep and it. Then, boom. And then you got to decide also, yo, what about if I start creating these opportunities? Because I know you, you're going to start thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. One one perspective ain't gonna be good enough for a brother like you. Because mm-hmm. so when all of that comes, let it come naturally. But at this moment, bro, enjoy the comfort, enjoy these moments in life. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I cause I think what I because bro, I used to put so much pressure on myself, bro. To oh, I gotta get my family out the hood, or oh, I gotta do this, so oh, I gotta do that. And these are all things that I still value, but it was like I was beating myself up when I couldn't, you know, and, and, and life doesn't work that way. You gotta just keep grinding and keep, and keep pushing forward. And it was like, for me, I had to realize like, bro, you still young, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 26, bro, you know what I'm saying? And people always look at me and they say, oh, damn, like you come on way older and different things. And I'm like, that's because I was just in different phases in my life where I had to push myself like no other. And I realized I wasn't going to have people in my corner to do it for me. So it was up to me. And it's like, then when you get to a point where it's like, damn, I actually hit a threshold that I set for myself when I was younger and I hit it. And you, right. get, that, you get to that. It's like, yo, you want to enjoy that shit. Right. You enjoy the space. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's why I told you, you deserve that. You deserve the time to enjoy that you, the fact that you've accomplished this shit and you've accomplished it young, right? Mm-hmm. So now, the craziest part is all you got to do is sit down and enjoy that and your mind is going to start to wonder. You're going to go, if I did this at this point, what else can I do, right? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. next thing you know, we're going to hear about you doing this, hear about you doing that, and you've already started setting the foundations. You got a podcast that started 10 years ago now, or shit, it could be a year ago. Mm -hmm. However long the podcast is, people might come across this episode, go over to your stuff, and now they discovered that, oh, now you're doing X, Y, Z, right? It's all breadcrumb trails. Yeah. So don't, don't stress it. Enjoy where you at. Enjoy where you at, right? Take your time and, and, it's just knowing when you're ready to take that move, when you're ready to, to get up and work, that's when you're going to move on it, right? But yeah, know that there's something more for you than where you at. Don't ever get so comfortable that you stay yeah, there. Exactly. Like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I I even have shit with you, like, and I shit with the listeners, like, I got fired in, like, the end of August, you know what I'm saying? And that was my first time getting fired. And I had thought about that in my head because I was like, you know, I thought about the possibility of me getting fired at some point in my career. Um, and I saw it coming, bro. And after everything and once you get back working, even during the process of you, you know, you looking for another company and different things that I saw, you evaluate the circumstance, you you evaluate where you are, you evaluate how you handle shit, and you evaluate your lessons learned from things, bro. And I realized like that whole space was a place of comfort for me, bro. I was making money that I hadn't made before. I was getting an opportunity that I didn't see coming. And then I was excelling at it in a way that, yeah, you, you have that confidence that you know you could produce, but it's always that, that little uncertainty because you haven't done it yet. You haven't gone in there. Right. And so 
that confirmation, like, yo, I like, I, I like, I, I noticed about myself different things that I saw. It's a place of comfort that comes out of that, bro. Like, I was sitting here thinking to myself, oh, man, I could low key retire with this company. And I'm like, bro, you, nigga, you 26, bro. You got so much life ahead of you, so much, so many more companies to go out here and influence and impact. You cannot right. be complacent. And, and one thing I learned, bro, if you don't move on life, life is going to move on you to bro, get you. Man. Listen, I started getting comfortable with one. Then my best friend passed. The, I told you all this story. I said this a couple of times. It was, we love your work. We love your work. We love your work. I took four days off, came back, and they was like, yo, here's this performance improvement plan. I didn't even sign it. I was like, yo, I'm out. Y'all bugging. Y'all caught me at the wrong time because I could have fired off on you, right? I, I'm grieving. You get what I'm saying? Like, where's the compassion and human right. compassion out of that? Right. And, and I'm in your, in your <laughs> space. And to tell the truth about it, I, I don't really harp on this. I don't tell people this. Technically, when I work for a company, they have me as a disabled veteran, right? I get 80% disability for, you know, different things that have occurred, right? But my whole thing is, you could have just been real with me. What's the issue, mm -hmm. right? But I don't have no qualm in walking away because I know what got me in the job. It, and it wasn't the fact that people like me. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that I, I sent out over my hunt, bro. 150 resumes. I know I get interviews. I know I got a job at one of those interviews, mm -hmm. bro. And, and it's like people be misunderstanding it. It's not like I send out 150 resumes and I get 20 people hit me back. Sometimes it's offers that don't match my expectations. So you got to cut it off. Nip it in. You schedule interviews um, or you really want to hear from a specific company. They be the one that won't call you back. Right. Mm -hmm for whatever reason, and you might end up with two or three interviews. And that's really the number I realized. If I send out 150, I get back two or three. Mm -hmm. Out of those two or three, I'm guaranteed a job. Mm -hmm. I'm guaranteed two so that I can play. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. it like people don't understand that's what it is. I've seen brothers start clicking. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, I've sent out over 30 resumes. And they think it's some rejection of them. Bro, sometimes these companies don't even get to you. You'll get called back by like five of them while you're already in the job. Mm -hmm. They'll hit you back years later. They got yep. stacks of resume 500 deep. Mm -hmm. And then, bro, honestly, half, the, bro, half these companies, bro, from an HR standpoint and recruiting standpoint and identifying talent, bro, a lot of the practices are outdated, bro. Oh, yeah of it is outdated you know what i'm saying and so it's like for me when i was going through the process it took me about a it took me a month to 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 get in um with another opportunity and like i said i ended up being blessed i went into a harder industry that i wasn't technically supposed to be ready to get in yet because i didn't have the certifications to get in there so i feel like god lined things up for me and and, and i ended up where i was supposed to be right but so I also took some valuable lessons out of my last experience that I can take for myself that like, again, bro, one, never get too comfortable. And, th and this is the thing, right? I, I looked at different areas in, in my life where, where I was at that time where I was working for the last company and I saw my areas of comfort and I never fought them off. Mm. I never fought them off. I was like, shit, it is what it is with this. And, and and I paid the price that came with it, though. Listen, and this is what a six-figure mentality is. People might think six figures in a, um, going to work for a company or six figures with your business is different. It's not. It's really eat in both spaces. It's mm -hmm. a you eat what you kill mentality. The mm -hmm. moment that you start thinking the people that you work with are your friends, listen, they're your co-workers, mm -hmm. right? What they what they do is they they put up this facade and what the unspoken communication is, is that it behooves you to appear friendly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But it does not behoove you to think that these people are your friends. You mm -hmm. can't share no real beliefs. 
Mm-hmm. The man I, that you working for, you think Trump is a racist and he voted for Trump because he racist. And y'all still got to work with for each uh, with each other. Mm-hmm. What what time y'all got to care about that shit? Yeah, bro. Like that was one thing, too. You know, you coming in to work for these companies, bro. And a lot of people, they subconsciously going there worried about race being a factor. How many black people work there? How many this? Bro, I can tell you, especially working for large manufacturing companies, you will... They don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, and my thing is, I never went in there with that mindset. I went in there focused on what I could give and what, and what, I, and what I could do. I don't change up anything about myself. I go in there and I'm myself, because right. at the end of the day, that's, that's what I know I can live with if that situation doesn't work out for me. Whether it works out in my favor or it doesn't, I have to know that I was being myself and that I gave me to the process and to the situation at hand. And as long as I can say that, I'm good with myself. When I got fired, I, I I shook the president of the company's hand and I left with my head high. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't discouraged by that situation because at the end of the day, shit, bro, I've been in situations where I'm coming out the projects, roaches crawling out my fucking box of cereal, bro. Right. Where, this- where, where I can fall to is not going to be deeper than where I climbed up from. Exactly, bro. Exactly. I, I've, I've told people this a million times. When I was walking away from um, corporate and I said, look, I'm doing this entrepreneur thing full time. And people are like, oh, intru- listen, I could fall down and still be higher than where I was. Exactly. I'm good. It's a win. It's a win. And, and yeah, bro. this is the thing, bro. One thing that we fail to realize is that at the end of the day, bro, life will always come with ups and downs. You can be in the best position of your life and, and the next week, everything's going wrong. You know what I'm saying? You, it happens to millionaires, whoever. You know what I'm saying? People go through shit. Life happens. You know what I'm saying? And money in different situations won't take away from the pain that you got to deal with when, you ha- when you're faced with these situations. But at the end of the day, it's all about your outlook on stuff and one, being appreciative and graceful and giving yourself grace for where you are and what you've done in your life. I agree with that. Like I gave myself some grace in the sense of shit at the end of the day, in any situation where whether it worked in my where whether it didn't work in my favor, if I knew that I went in there and I put the right habits for for myself, maybe not all the way, maybe not a hundred percent, but I went in there with good intent and a good heart behind what I do. As long as I can say that, bro, I'm good. And the thing is again. It says, bro, you can be good in your life. Everything could be going great. And something happens and you fall off. Yeah. You focusing on your current situation isn't going to help you. Focusing on the future isn't going to help you because there's too much uncertainty in that. The only thing you can focus on is your mindset while you're in that situation. Because that's what you can control. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't control your mind to feed the right thoughts to yourself... That's where the setbacks, the further setbacks come from. It doesn't come from it doesn't come from the circumstance. It comes from the mental aspect of you beating yourself up about a circumstance that you're gonna bounce back from regardless. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've I've long re- since realized that. Like people think that, oh, well, somebody's done something bad. Karma's gonna come get them for the thing that they did bad. Mm-hmm. That's not how karma works. Mm-hmm. Karma works by if you feel bad about what you did, you will surely create a hole for you to stumble into. Absolutely. That is an equivalent pain to that you've caused. Right. Like that's more so how things work. But I listen, man, I think we dropped so many uh, gems and pearls of wisdom. Right. Like I, I, I love building with you every time that we've gotten on and we've built. It's been a, a pleasure. But we got to start getting more into some, you know, fun, fun conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. So question, man, what's the wildest, wildest story that you could tell us on the podcast, man? Wildest thing that you've been through? Yeah. You give me one, I'll give you one. Wildest thing that I've been through. Damn, bro. There's so many different... So one of the situations that I kind of think back on that I thought was 
it just could have went left. So um, one time, this is while I was out of school. This is after I graduated. Um, went back to Dallas. Um, that's where I went to school. I went back out there to party with some of my some of my bros. You know, we went and did a party bus. This was like our second time doing it. So the night is over. We all lit. Right. So we the bus driver drive us back to the campus. One of my bros, he always he whenever he used to get lit, he he was getting lit. Like, but he he was hard to um he he was he didn't listen well when he got lit. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you you couldn't tell him shit. Um and so he ended up walking back to the apartment that he stayed at, which was across the street. You know, I'm there, I'm visiting for the for the for the week or whatever, because I'm flying and we just party and we just getting lit. So he's drunk. He got a shorty with him. So he's supposed to, she's supposed to come back with him. This, you know, so he good. All right. What ended up happening was, was that, you know, he's drunk. He's lit. He ended up walking through some houses to get to the apartment complex. And he lit. He ended up going into somebody's car in front of their house. <laughs> just, they, you know, as Texas people leave their doors open he just got in there and sat down and was drunk. The light in the car came on. I see the light in the house. Like we, so I put, I'm driving his car. Once we get off the bus, I'm trying to get him to get in the car. Bro, he, he lit, he not listening. So I follow him behind the car to, while he walking back to the apartment. We end up in what's a, um, a cul-de-sac or whatever it's called, where, uh, where it's like it's houses and you just got these, this round pathway. It's only one way in, one way out. So I'm standing there. I'm trying to get him to come out the car. Like, bro, we got to go. Like, we want somebody call. He not still enough that he not doing. He just lit. He probably just need to sit down. Somebody come out. A guy comes out of his house with a shotgun. Oh, shit. This is Texas, bro. Somebody's on your property. You got every right right now. Ah. So my bro gets out the car. I'm calling from. I see the dude raise his shotgun up. Now, mind you, we got a girl with us. She's screaming. So I'm trying to, like, stay focused on the situation, but I got screaming right next to me in my ear, like, screaming crazy. The guy, he's aiming a shotgun at my bro. My bro is, like, walking. Like, he's not even walking towards me. He just, I don't know where he was trying to walk to. I'm behind a car, just in case the dude start firing. But I'm screaming out to him. I'm like, yo, he's not trying to steal your car. Like, because, bro, think about it. You come out your crib. You right. see car facing sideways, a dude and a girl, and then another dude in your car. You thinking they trying to hotwire your car and drive off. Right. Everything pointed towards stealing his car. I'm screaming out to him. Like, yo, he wasn't trying to steal your car. He's drunk. I'm like, yo, we college students. We go right across. Like, I ain't even want to put that out there, but I'm like, at this point, I don't want this dude to pull the trigger. Yeah, you got to be as honest as possible. So he just aiming. He not saying nothing. I'm like, yo, please, please, please. Like, yo, he wasn't trying to steal your car. He put the gun down. My bro, we get him in the car. We drive off. And, you know, I'm still lit in the back of my head. So I'm like, damn. But I'm like, this one of my closest bros that I would have just seen get murdered in front of me. Man. On a, on a trip where I'm coming, I'm just coming back to Dallas for a vacation. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I looked at that situation, bro. And I mean, that was one of the one crazy situation that I would say that I wouldn't mind sharing, bro. But, you know, bro, I, that just. It taught him and myself, bro, one to just move with more care in life with what you do. Right. And move. Be prudent. You know, move with care in what you do. Um. And just make sure that you learn it from the shit that you do. When you do make mistakes and when you do fall short, when you do do stupid shit, because we all do shit we're not supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? We all, we right. do that, you know, but learn from your lessons and, and, and grow out the stuff that you do. If you keep making the same mistakes or keep doing silly things in your life, at some point you're going to pay the cost associated with that. You know what I'm saying? So you got to learn from what you do. Any habits or things that you're doing in your life that's not helpful for you, you got to really learn from that shit. All right. Nah, that was that was a good one. I got one for you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So boom. We I'm I think I'm like 20 years old. I'm at an e-club in Okinawa. And you know, 
you know how it is when you're from Brooklyn. Somebody in your face, you really don't tolerate nothing. You 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 basically don't tolerate nothing because as soon as people see you tolerating some shit, mm-hmm. they they about to be on your ass. So and that's really regardless of who it is, mm-hmm. very indiscriminate, right? That's that's important. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So we drinking because uh, even though I said I'm 20, legal uh, age of drinking Japan is 20. So we drinking, right? We kicking them back. I'm lit. I'm with a group of people. They lit. This girl's with us, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we sense patch things up. But whatever happened, I don't even remember what was said, but we started arguing. So it's wooty woot, yati yata da 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 da, right? She gets in my face, right? And I got a thing where when I get angry, I get a little bit more calm. So mm-hmm. she's sitting there yelling in my face. She like right here, right? She right here. Mm-hmm. I, I got really calm. I said, yo, can you please get out of my face? Yeah. I said, she said, well, you ain't going to do nothing. Da, da, da. I turned to somebody. I said, you see, I just asked her. I said, all right, can you please get out of my face? Da, da, da. You ain't going to do nothing. What you going to do? Listen, I, bro, I, I'm asking people to come, right? Now I'm gesturing. I'm letting y'all know this is going to go bad. I said it a third time. Can you mm-hmm. get out of my face? You ain't going to do that. I grabbed her whole face, right? It's a little grassy hill right there, right as the curb for the back of the E-Club is there. It's a little grassy hill, and I mushed her, right? I'm, you know, I'm 20. I'm in the gym. I'm doing my shit. Yeah. Got, like whole stiff arm while forced her out, right? She started slipping down the hill. Now everybody on me. Yo, what you doing? Ah, that's a female. And I say, yo, y'all didn't say nothing about her being in my face. Dude, listen, this is when I started to feel a little self-conscious. Don't cancel me, y'all. I was young. All right. <laughs> I started to feel a little self-conscious. Other dude came over. He's like, what the fuck you doing, man? This ain't Brooklyn. I said, what the fuck that got to do <laughs> with her being in my face and y'all not saying nothing? So I, I learned very early. Um, yeah, like you can't carry it the way you carry it everywhere else. Like, like back home, everybody else would have been like, yeah, no, you wasn't his face. Like, he ain't hit you or nothing. You good. <laughs> and that would have been that. But they was on my ass. I mean, bro, and, I, and I, that's bro, that's real shit. Because at the end of the day, bro, that's the situation any man could be on out on the street. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what situations you're going to run into, you know, just being out here trying to navigate, you know, and different shit like that. And so it's like, bro, that's the thing. Especially as black men, shit, we got to think before we react with a lot of situations. True. God, you know what I'm saying? Because... Shit don't be worth it, you know, and 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 they'll be quick to put us down or 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 you know what I'm saying, put us in situations where you know now we gotta deal with legal issues or anything in between over some shit, you know, a situation that was more controllable or anything like that. So we definitely bro, yeah, bro, just thinking on our toes, bro, and just moving with care more, bro. Yeah, no, nah, that I look back at that situation, man. There was tons of situations that occurred. Um, but when it when it comes to drinking. I realized a ton of stupid fucking situations was creating, uh, created uh, while drinking. So, uh, yeah, if you party with me, I'm a smoke. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> nah, facts. I'm weak. Yeah, bro. That yeah, lick, bro. That, it, it definitely do something different. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it shit, it'll slow your ability to really think on your toes about the decisions you making the different things of that sort, bro. That's for sure. Oh, bullshit, bro. Yeah. But, bro, I, you know, real rap, bro, I appreciate you having me on your on your podcast, bro. And we got to get together more and collab and create more content, bro, to really influence the people, bro. And, you know what I'm saying? Use our voices in the way that we're supposed to. I'm with it. Listen, man, like you a brother, I, I definitely um feel like I'm in alignment with. I think we get along very well. Yeah. Uh, whether or not we get to debating and it sound like it's arguing, we gonna carry it how we carry it, and it's all gonna be love. Facts, we not though. You coming from the town, you already know how that is. Yeah, it is what it is, right? 
right, so with all that, uh, you got anything that you want to leave off with the audience? Hey, yeah, hey, man, y'all keep tapping in with Broke. Keep supporting this content. Um, Keep showing them love. When y'all listen to these interviews and y'all hear things that y'all like, DM him, DM him and let him know, you know. Um, subconsciously, that puts an extra battery in any content creators back to keep going, you know. Um, so keep doing that. Keep tapping in. Keep sharing the content and supporting each other. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I appreciate y'all for listening through this. Um, hopefully, you know, we were able to say something that you guys deemed a value and that uh, some, something that fed you. You know, I hope you heard something that fed you on this uh, on this episode. And, you know, I appreciate you, bro, for tapping in with me. And, uh, and we, we'll be sure to definitely get some more content going. Bet. And for all y'all listening, go be great. Go be great. And y'all check out my content called the Motivational Tapping Podcast, too. Definitely got to get that in there. Right. We definitely going to make sure we line up all your stuff in the podcast, uh, the description. So go ahead, look at the description, tap in. And we always put um, some good call to actions in the description to help you out with some of the things that we talked about. So we'll make sure that we tap in with the self-confidence course as well, because you always need self-confidence when you get in after the bag. So salute. Go be great. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. Thank you.